Okay, greetings everyone. And uh, we'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll give a, a bit of a, a reflection and, uh, and then open it up for, for Q&A uh, after that. So today is Sunday Sila and um, originally it was going to be gathering here um, with people, human beings, uh, and uh, well, there's still some human beings, but it's <laughs> just not very many. Um, Sukula, Alistair, and myself. And, um, but it is what it is. Um, uh, this is uh, uh, the uncertainty of the times are are displaying themselves and and uh, we don't really have uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of control and to be able to you know in reality we never had any anyway uh, so just being able to be comfortable with that uh, similarly at the hermitage <clears throat> um, yeah we have to put our our public gatherings on hold uh, and uh, waiting for um, the time to be right again where it feels comfortable to gather in person and I think uh, you know, today being Sunday Sunday Sila you know I think one of the Things are having a community uh, that is based on sila, just taking the the name of the day, Sunday sila, sila day for sila. Um, it's a uh, sila is not just a, a bunch of of rules that we we keep, um, but it is a Say a commitment to uh, to virtue, commitment to integrity, and one of the foundations or uh, uh, foundational results that arise from uh, living with with um, say with sila is is a fundamental trust uh, that. Uh, that arises so that that uh, for ourselves trying to be trustworthy beings and um, how others um, relate to us uh, have a general feel towards us uh, there's a there's a there's a ground of, of trust that is there. And, and that is, uh, um, it's really important uh, as, as yeah, within the human realm. <clears throat> the, uh, so that, um, say, making a decision to, uh, uh, to you know, put things on hold, and uh, just let's, let's just wait and, and see that it's it's uh, you know trying to do something that is 
um, yeah, is trustworthy. Um, uh, on a uh, sometimes on a uh, kind of a personal level, or on you know, people want to gather, people want to meet, people want to engage, and um, and you realize, well, let's just wait on that. Um, and that, uh, you know, there's some integrity there because you're looking to the, the benefit of the, of the whole, um, benefit of the community and, uh, and not just, say, following a, a particular preference of our, either of ourselves or others uh, being influenced by that. So it's a, uh, uh, it's an ought towards uh, what is is more, uh, yeah, more trustworthy, and you realize, well, that's that's what sila is actually for, <clears throat> and the uh, uh, when the Buddha uh, laid down uh, various uh, bases of sila. Um, Yes, trying to create a, um, say, the five precepts for a uh, layperson living a household life. Uh, it lays a basis for trust and and uh, a sense of of um, ease of of um, relating. Uh, to each other, and there's a certain there's a certain honesty that is there uh, that one relies on, and uh, uh, honesty, openness, straightforwardness, and it's uh, it's like. Um, there was like my 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 therapist is teaching me how to lie strategically. I wonder I wonder if my therapist is lying strategically to me. Say, <laughs> you, know, uh, um, you know, it's it's, it's a valid question, um, because it's it, it is that, that that sort of. Uh, that sense of, of, of oh, okay, yeah, they're 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 sort of saying, yeah, it's okay to to do that, and uh, uh, you know, you've got to be able to do that uh, to survive, and blah blah blah. But then uh, one undermines a foundation of of in, in integrity and, and and trust. So then it's it, it, it's really problematic. Um, or it came up in discussion recently of the like there's because uh, uh, say Anagarika Thai uh, is uh, uh, a postulant in training he's learning uh, learning the ropes of a monastic and the he, so he's we're joining in Zoom gathering at Abhayagiri for the Vinaya classes, the 
the the the uh, the classes that the community there is at the Abayagiri community is is doing within so, so in house for their uh, um, learning the vinya the rules of training the rules of discipline and uh, so Anagargatai is getting his introduction uh, to the other rules of training right now this is the beginning of the range retreat so they're going over the fundamentals of the of the rules and and one of the because uh, there's four rules that that the Buddha laid down that are um, necessitate um, a uh, expulsion from the community uh, and uh, and so one of those I mean there's one sexual uh, engaging in, in sexual intercourse um, stealing killing a human being and then the last one is the uh, the the, the how do you say it? misrepresenting one's attainments, uh, claiming to have um, superhuman states, uh, enlightenment, realization, awakening, jhanas. And, uh, and if one falsely claims uh, that, then one is no longer a monk, no longer a bhikkhu. And uh, so Anagarika Thai was sort of asking, well, isn't that just kind of, an extension of false speech. And, and there's already a rule for false speech in the so one of the lesser offenses. And why is this a special case of, because it's just really, it's just false speech, but well, no, it's, it's if, if one is making, it's, it, it is, false speech, but it's false speech that has really uh, egregious results because of, you think of if, if everybody's claiming to have some kind of spiritual knowledge and special powers and whatnot, who do you end up trusting? Um, uh, if, if it's, then it's just whoever's got, so you, whoever's got the best advertising uh, is, <laughs> is kind of the, uh, the, the best teacher uh, or is the most, you know, most sought after team. Well, that's not a good basis for spiritual guidance. Uh, so as, as a, say, as so monastics, there's a, there's a real, a really important uh, foundation of, of uh, integrity because without it, then you know how is trust uh, established? And uh, you know, so that that that's a uh, in our relationships as human beings, uh, you know, that that basis of 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 the of sila is a uh, is a foundation for for uh, for for trust and and. When we can trust each other, uh, then you know we don't even have to like the, each other, <laughs> but at least you can trust them, and then that's that's a huge piece. Um, and uh, so it's it, it, it is really important. So it's like these, so that to have a 
uh, kind of a, a title of Sunday Sila as a as a day of of, of reflection reflection and practice. I think is really important and and uh, uh, and that that sense of what uh, say like Sila is in terms of Because sometimes you think, well, well, I've got to keep, I've got these precepts that I have to keep. And people oftentimes ask the monks, oh, wow, you've got 227 precepts. Isn't that difficult to keep? I said, well, well, you know, like as as if, well, I'm a Buddhist layperson and I have a hard time keep five precepts. And, and, <laughs> and you got 227. How do you even do it? Well, well, it's, it's, it's not about, uh, rules. It's about uh, um, it's it's about an uh, uh, an approach uh, to how we how we live. So that that and and the same happens as one continues to practice. And I think this is a case for many of us. Uh, what is there? Thirty one people here on the on the screen. I'll bet that uh, the vast majority of you sort of. Well, you know, you know, what's the big deal? I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's five precepts. It's no big deal. But for most people in the world, you know, say, oh, God, I wouldn't want to live like that. It's, it's just, you know, kind of cuts off my options. And, 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 uh, and that sense of, well, no, it, it, it actually opens up a lot of options for, for kind of an ease of, of, of well-being and a, Kind of a decreasing of complication, um, so that that's a uh, that's one of the benefits of of, of uh, just having having the sila, having the, the precepts, having this kind of integrity, because it's not about oh gosh I've got to be really restrained to hold on to keep these rules. It's more like oh this is a wonderful thing to be able to give myself to. Um, it, it just is is like an act of generosity, an act of giving. It's not an act of renunciation, uh, uh, as if it's you know something difficult to give up. And it's not that difficult to give up killing people. It's just is. You know, or, or just taking, just sort of taking stuff. I mean, it's just is is. Uh, you know, when you think of it, it's got, it's actually all very straightforward. It's in making it conscious, and I think that's one of the things that's really important in terms of, in in taking. I mean, remember Ajahn Chah emphasizing over and over and over again that. The heart of sila, like uh, the the heart of the uh, that that kind of commitment to virtue and integrity, is the opportunity to reflect more clearly on intention, on volition, and and that is really uh, that that's re- really helpful because that's you realize that it's. It's it's a it's a part of your ongoing cultivation of 
meditation and spiritual practice is that that getting uh, increased clarity and reflection around the the movement of mind towards uh, a, a a say and even if one doesn't say break a precept one can still see the movement of mind to say oh i like that you know wow i really want that and so you know do you know i want it Mm. no (laughs) it's not not a good thing (laughs) now this is just too problematic but uh, so you're not trying to sort of push yourself into a holding of reprise it's more like oh we can investigate the movement of minds and that's oh that's complicated that's difficult that there's going to be suffering involved and so then it's it's a a a relinquishing uh of of uh, of of that impulse so it's a um yes precepts are what govern or relate to actions of body and speech but they're also they provide a mirror for what's going on in the mind and then as one uses the precepts uh, skillfully then one starts to understand 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 the mind more more clearly understand the uh, that those impulses and volition so that understanding, and that's the, the essence of karma, uh, uh, karma. The Buddha is very uh, explicit in saying that, say, karma is intention. Karma is volition. Jetana. It's that, move, that jetana, that volition, that volitional impulse to work. That's where we create karma. So that that's why that they should say for, um, you know, just a, um, if there's not a volitional impulse to, to, to say like you go out, say give you the example of a of a a, a classic of a monk who's who's. Uh, um, goes out on his walking meditation path or some uh, insects or something and steps on those insects and and uh, and they die and he gets all kind of of uh, upset oh gosh I've, i broke my precept from killing living beings and we so well did you did you go out on to to on your walking meditation path to see how many bugs you could squash i mean that's that's, no no i was doing walking meditation and i just happened to notice that the the, well then that that there's not a volitional impulse so that there isn't a a karmic uh, entanglement in that action Uh, so it's an it's it's a really important distinction um and that's we can start to and when we're using the precepts to recognize, well, you know, did I actually you know do that? Like you go out for 
you go see you go up for a holiday and you go in the summertime you go up for a holiday and you drive your car and you go to the go to wherever and you get all these bugs on your windshield so, you know oh dear you know what have I done? so well you know that wasn't the intention of the holiday to see how many bugs you could could get and you get wipe out it's 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 a whole different it's a whole different aspect so that 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 sense of being able to recognize that, that so then you're not not obsessing over over the results of one's actions too much when you're not getting too entangled in that but then you're also using those precepts as a, a means of yeah are there impulses that are there what can i do to and they're like just those yeah impulses of irritation and aversion or or wanting to misrepresent something, wanting to kind of obscure the truth uh, and uh, and trying to to uh, uh, you know just out of some discomfort or it's it's kind of it's expedient to to try to to uh, um, you know yeah to tell a falsehood something tell a lie and and you you know that's that that's gonna get that's gonna come back and bite me uh, and how do i work with this um uh, and uh you know which doesn't mean that say you have to go around telling because lots of stuff comes up in our minds and it, you know it can be true you don't have to be blurting it out just because it's true <laughs> and there's, there's there's some wisdom that needs to be to be you know, judiciously used in order to engage with 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 the world and again engage with other human beings so that it's it's a uh, that's where one starts to recognize. Well, where is that impulse coming from? If that is, you know, one there's a desire there, or there's an aversion there, or there's a sense of uh, discomfort around the sense of self. Um, then, well, that needs to be reflected on. Um, and or even if one does do something that is against the precept, you still have to go back and reflect on it. And 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 see well what was what was the intention how did that because uh, that, that, I'm thinking of 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 the Buddha's um, advice to Rahula where he he's giving him uh, you know this is his son and he's giving, and he's still quite young at this point and saying you know, like. You you really have to think things through before you do it, while you're doing it, after you've done it, and 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 of course, it, it it's not something that you you are kind of obsessing over all the time, but it is an, a a perspective that you need to be bringing to okay, uh, you know while uh, this is my intention, this is where I'm, I'm hoping it's going. Um, and, and then sometimes, 
it doesn't always sort of follow a nice straight trajectory, logical, rational, uh, clear. And you know, some things, you know, our minds are slippery and, and or circumstances change so that while one is doing something after one is used, they're reflecting again, what was the result of that? How did that turn out? What did I learn from it? Because I mean, even if one, okay, that was, that wasn't so skillful. That really, uh, 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 that uh, having that benchmark and saying, okay, that was really, I was, that was unskillful. That was inappropriate. Uh, and then, uh, and acknowledging that um, because it's, it, it's not that, that uh, you know, there's necessarily going to be some kind of uh, kind of d- divine retribution raining down on one. It's, it's you, we, we, we have to remember what we do. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, that's a lot of what, what Kama is. It's just, you have to remember what you, what you do. And, uh, and that is, is, uh, <laughs> that's bad enough <laughs> so it's uh, so being being able to to recognize okay this is an opportunity to 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 hone in on refining our relationship to our actions body speech and mind and then how we relate to the world around us and that that, that sense of the how these 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 teachings uh, give us a foundation for uh, for yeah establishing an integrity and trust trust within ourselves and then trust um, within the, the world around us and then and uh, and that sense of yeah we have you know we're we're the ones who who know it's sort of like I'm, I remember um, it was the very first time that I came back to uh, to visit family I uh, came back to uh, to Canada North America and uh, uh, visiting. Um, I mean, I'd been away for about 17 years, so I hadn't seen any of my relatives. Uh, uh, so uh, visiting them and, and uh, my uh, grandfather and a couple of uncles and aunts lived out in Victoria and then my uh, parents and, and uh, sister came out and, <clears throat> and then we went to, went to Victoria. And they had a big gathering, um, and it was in the evening time, so I wasn't eating anything. Everybody else is eating. It's a gathering of people. Uh, and then uh, uh, my uncle is sort of, oh, dear, he's not eating. And I said, well, you know, I can get you something to drink. I said, well, it's fine. I got some juice and juice. <laughs> so, I can get you some Canadian club. And I, got to, I said, I said uh, well, I said, yeah, as a monk, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, don't drink alcohol. Anymore. He said, it's really good. <laughs> it's really, this is, I said, 
I said, well, you know, it's, it's just as part of my part of my precepts that I don't uh, don't drink alcohol. And uh, I said, well, you're, you're here on your own. Nobody will know. And I said, and I said, well, yeah, nobody will know, but I'll know because <laughs> I'm not keeping the precepts for anybody outside. I'm keeping the precepts for myself. I'll know. Uh, so there's, you know, that's a, 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 you know, a sense of, of, you know, that's, that's why we, that's why we keep precepts. We're, we're not doing it for somebody else. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're doing it because it, it, of course, it is a benefit to others. But fundamentally, it's, it, it, it's a benefit to ourselves. And, and we, we, uh, we ourselves create a sense of trust with ourselves. Uh, which is is one of the things that's really important in terms of um, you know, because you know so, so much of the refrain of modern life is is just the the sense of of kind of uh, you know self criticism self abnegation self self doubt um, and uh, and and that that, that 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 kind of negativity direct toward oneself and 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 you start realizing that you know one of the things that lays a foundation of, of real well-being and a really wholesome relationship with ourselves uh, is is the like the Donna and Sila, just generosity, kindness, uh, sharing, giving, and keeping the keeping precepts again. Pre- keeping the precepts with that sense of a recognize and delighting in the integrity that we're 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 giving ourselves and giving of the world around us. This being somebody who is trustworthy to ourselves and trustworthy to others. And so that's a, there's a, a, uh, uh, there is a, one of the, in the suttas, there's the, one of the benefits that the Buddha gives of, um, say, living with precepts or living with sila is confidence amidst assembly of like uh, people, whether they are of um, you know what you know like an, a, a gathering of people, whether they're of warrior class or you know, of nobles of 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 the Brahmins or the um, you know the different caste groups of of, of India. Um, there is a, a confidence uh, uh, and a well-being that, that one is, um, yeah. There's, it's, it's not, one's not measuring oneself by some kind of status within within a society, within a culture. One is recognized. Okay, this is this is something beyond that. Because whether um, whatever uh, background one has or whatever one. Um, you know, there's a, especially if, uh, say from a, a Buddhist perspective, I mean, 
there, we say whether one is, is of um, kind of a, a, a ruling class of, of say warrior nobles, Brahmins, or from the uh, merchant class or from the, the kind of the kind of the various peasantry. Um, everybody has a common element. They suffer. Ajahn <laughs> Chah was sort of that, that was one of the things that used to themes that you keep going back to. You know, say, yeah, you know, this is you know, whether one is uh, one is wealthy or whether one is poor, yeah. And one suffers. One suffers like a wealthy person, and one suffers like a poor person. Whether one's say educated or not educated, you know, one suffers. One suffers like an educated person, suffers like a say a less educated person. One has one whether one's male or female, whether one is old or young. It's all of it. We 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 share this element of of, of dukkha, of suffering, discontent, of dissatisfaction. And, and the Buddha's teachings are the tools for giving us a foundation so that we can live with diminished suffering, working towards an ending of suffering. And, and that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. There's, there should be a, a raised hand. There is. Ah. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, Lamar. Thank you for your, your talk and your time today. I have a two-part question related to stream entry. Mm -hmm. um, the first is I was reading a passage from the Samyutta Nikaya 25, 1 through 10, um, where the Buddha talks about a faith follower and a Dhamma follower. And I can, I, I understand a bit of the difference between the two, but was hoping that you could expand a bit on uh, that topic. And then the similarities, differences, is it one or the other? Is it a step progression, so on and so forth. Um, and then the second part to the question is, um, does a faith follower and a Dhamma follower have to be living on the eight precepts as opposed to the five in order to realize the fruit of stream entry or are the five enough? Yeah, good, great question. Uh, the, uh, I, what, it, what it points to is differences of personality um, in that the uh, uh, inevitably uh, there is a, a, a certain difference in, in say like a faith follower somebody who is more inclined to yeah, to faith confidence uh, enthusiasm of uh, and and uh, and just sort of jump into uh, something without having to um, think it over analyze it uh, consider it too much um, and and a dhamma follower is somebody who is as a personality type is a, is more inclined to um, reflection investigation uh, that discernment aspect um, analyzing and and then that uh, uh, so they you know they're different kind of t temperaments and 
um, they're not, uh, and so it's not, how do you say, it's not, you don't have to be one type or another. Um, and, uh, and, and certainly both, both have strengths and both have weaknesses um, in that sometimes, uh, say like a, that kind of following one's faith, um, enthusiasm, kind of a heart connection, boom, that's just this, you don't have to think about it too much. Um, that simplifies things a lot, uh, can sometimes uh, get messy as well. Uh, and because uh, one hasn't really thought it through so so clearly. Um, Dhamma follower, that, that wisdom aspect, discernment, analysis, uh, yeah, it's, it, it can be very thorough, can be really uh, well thought through, can, but it can be overthought sometimes. So it's, you know, and a lot of it is, is, is the, uh, these different personality types are, are uh, um, it's not black and white because sometimes, I mean, generally we can be of a certain temperament. Sometimes that can be changing over time. Sometimes we can display different aspects, but it's a, it's a fundamental process uh, way of, of, say, of approaching a situation, uh, approaching practice. So it, it, it's the way that, that uh, 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 say, the mind inclines. And that, uh, that, that is being impulse or momentum uh, towards the the towards the dhamma, uh, and obviously, if it's if it's culminating in stream entry, it has to be um, well, say, well considered, well well thought through. But it does have a um, say it, the result resonates in a different different way, uh, just because of the, the, the personality. Um, and in terms of, of um, uh, say, precepts and stream entry, uh, that's actually one of the, the, the most common description in the suttas of what a stream enterer is or what the characteristics of a stream enterer are is um, kind of established faith or confidence in the Buddha, in the Dhamma, in the Sangha, and a, a firm um, commitment or, or adherence or a, a natural adherence to the five precepts. Uh, and, uh, and certainly in terms of the, 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 the suttas, uh, then the um, and even as the Buddha describes in many places, uh, the, uh, the, vast, the, the vast majority of, of those who realized stream entry were lay people living in the, in the world and uh, and that uh, which is uh, 
uh, it's always been the case. I mean, there's always been more, more lay people in the world than monastics. So, so it's a, uh, uh, and that is uh, that, that, that realization of, of, of stream entry is, is a, uh, uh, rooted in the, in, in that sense, those who, who are living, living by the precepts as a foundation for, for practice and their, their, their daily life. So it, it, it provides a, a solid foundation for, say, entry into the stream. Christine, you still have a question? Well, um, I guess I was trying to decide. Um, I was, thank you, Longpur. I, um, I was thinking about your talk about the monk who walked on bugs and insects and, and killed them inadvertently. And uh, it got me to thinking, you know, because um, uh, certainly working on my, the precepts and whatnot, and um, usually I go to, is this making me suffer or will it make me suffer in the future? <laughs> and, um, and when I inadvertently um, say a mosquito bites me and my reflex goes slap and it, I kill it. Um, I, I still get suffering from, oh, I just killed this poor thing. Um, however, I've had discussions with <laughs> my children and I'm like, no, don't, don't kill it just because, you know, and they said, but it bit me, you know, and, and for them, the suffering has, has stopped, you know, like no more suffering. So, um, how do you, uh, uh, what would, so what would you say about that? Well, I think one of the things is, is, is recognizing that, that the, uh, say the precept is um, it's to refraining from taking the life of a living being and to, um, and, and and so that one recognizes that there is a living being and then one consciously decides this living being is getting in my way. Uh, it's doing something that I don't like. I'm going to wipe it out. Uh, and, and, that, uh, and that's your transcript. So that to even with, with, uh, even with children, because one, because with precepts, it's like trying to instill in uh, in children the sense of, well, this is another living being that that is 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 actually prefers to live rather than not, and it prefers to be say happy and comfortable rather than not. And it's just that there's conflicting interests, especially with the mosquito. Um, and, and, and then, but just, cause even if you, like, you, you take a mosquito and it's, it's biting you or it's just ready to bite you, pick it up and, and 
just to take it away rather than just sort of brushing it away. You take it away. It's really want, it doesn't want it. Oh, he's, he's, he's giving me a back rub. No, it's, 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 it's terrifying. It wants, it wants, it wants away. It wants, it wants its safety. So it's, it's a, even with something as seemingly remote as a mosquito, one can still instill that sense of the precepts are there uh, in order to give us a sense of empathy and respect for each other as living beings. Like that panatipa, this like a breathing being is a, is is what's called a, a say a living being in in the Buddhist sense. I I guess my question is, um, you know, when you said um, you didn't mean to kill all these things, that wasn't your intention. And intention is really important for me too. Um, that's a real nice tool. But is it important to recognize? Oh, all these bugs smashed on my windshield. Is it important to take that extra step? Ooh, there's dukkha in that, or just move on. I didn't mean to, and just let go. Is there is there something that that needs to be felt? Well, I think I think I think, uh, I think it's helpful to to acknowledge the the uh, uh, yeah, because it's not either or. It's it's sort of like oh yes, we have yeah. There's there there are. There, you know, this this realm of existence is really fraught, and it's not a, it's not all comfortable and happy, and 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 everybody's going to get along fine. You know that that's the it. There are, you know there is is the, uh, you know we take up space as as uh, as as existing beings, and. Uh, you know, we want to try to limit the impact uh, that we have, um, but there are going to be times when when it does impact, and then we want to to uh, uh, you know acknowledge that, not go into a sort of guilt, remorse, shame, uh, but go into empathy and and compassion. And say, how do I? engage in a compassionate manner and, and how do we acknowledge the, the suffering it's, it's, again it's not trying to burden yourself with it but it's trying to turn it so that it's it's not a a uh, uh, one is not aspiring to not feel anything and and but we're trying to elicit a sense of compassion and responsibility and wisdom. And how do we wisely go about our, our lives? Okay. Um, Stephanie and Christine. Stephanie. That's me. Okay. Good morning, Ajahn. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. Um, I'll try and state this question as simply as I can. Um, I feel like recently a bit of disillusionment has maybe slipped away about... Can you hear me, can you hear me all right? It was a bit garbled. A bit of what? 
Uh, I feel like I've had some disillusionment fall away lately in the sense that the Duke in my life may be outside of my comfort zone for the rest of my life. (laughs) Which, you know, is a bummer. (laughs) But it then got me really thinking about the notion of becoming, if I become a better practitioner, if I achieve something, I work hard to remember that the practice is in the here and now. I guess my question comes around to the idea of practicing, having faith in the practice to reduce dukkha, but not entangle that with the notion of becoming Mm -hmm. or achieving. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, I think that's, uh, it, it's, it's really helpful to be able to try to parse that out because there is a, there is a, I mean, it's deeply rooted in the human condition. It's even more deeply rooted in our culture to, you have to, be something you have to get some you have to gain you have to attain uh, and uh, and everything is measured by something out there that you you've got some result tangible result of something you know whatever and uh, and and this path is much more uh, a path of relinquishment and and releasing and and letting go and and that's that's where the kind of the the ease and well-being and and peace really come from Uh, it's not that it's not there and it's not that it's not felt but the doorway is not through that kind of you know gaining attaining achieving uh i gotta gotta you got to keep keep pushing. You got to get get out and get it, and uh, you got to be successful at this. Um, it, it's much more. Oh wow, this is a burden, and can I let go of this a bit? Uh, and uh, and that uh, and that's where the, the, the say the sense of, of of peace and and clarity uh, really comes from, which which actually frees one up to be a lot more diligent and less complicated relationship with one's practice. Uh, so it, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting paradox, but uh, so that, 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 that sense of, of uh, um, you know, recognizing, and it's a really good point of reflection of that, uh, that movement of becoming, the movement of being, the movement of identification, uh, that uh, the mind of wanting, not wanting, becoming, not becoming, approving, disapproving. Uh, those are, are uh, uh, those movements of becoming are, 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 are burdens that we pick up 
and when we start seeing the yeah the, the dukkha and the entanglement and the dis-ease uh, that is generated uh, then we can we can start to release around it a bit we can can let that go a bit thank you very much Good morning. I am struggling so much with the precept um, of harsh speech um, in particular. Um, the other ones I don't find to be terribly problematic, but I keep daily, almost daily, especially in my primary relationship uh, with my partner, I just am constantly failing and it's frustrating. Um, do you have any um, thoughts or suggestions on how to improve that? I mean, I think first thing is not to not to beat yourself too much. That's a, that's a good way to to uh, uh, you know help yourself is is just not uh, getting down on yourself. Um, you know. Human beings are irritating. <laughs> and, and, and you, know, uh, you know, as a general concept, if they're kind of out there, you know, as, you know they're kind of tolerable. <laughs> but it's, you know, you have to live with them. Uh, it's a whole different, you know, it's a whole different feeling. Um, so you know, it's just sort of uh, recognizing that. It's sort of, okay. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty irritating also. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, get, you know, cutting yourself a bit of slack, uh, not, you know, setting the bar so high that you can, and and also communication is so important. And and that that I think is really, uh, uh, really important. Where any commitment to. Uh, Right speech, especially with with those who are closest to us, uh, is again it's that, that that sense of trust is it, it is really can we do this together? Um, is a really interesting way to do it, not in a way of recrimination, but can we do it so that we support each other and acknowledge or recognize, and then also you know hold it a bit lightly. Uh, and and then it starts to to then it becomes a practice rather than a kind of kind of ideal that you set for yourself and then and, and the problem with ideals is they're generated by desire and desire is always sort of moving the goalposts so you're never quite getting there so you you know it's it it's it you know you, it, it it's kind of so it's helpful to have somebody to bounce things off of so that you really start to see a bit more clearly, oh, there's, well, actually there is some improvement. Actually there is. And, and, then, and then even when, you know, one, one doesn't do so well, it's, it's, it's okay to also 
acknowledge it and apologize and and uh, and start again. I mean, that's the uh, uh, that's the there's a refrain in the Dhamma, in, in the suttas, like, like growth comes through acknowledging and reestablishing oneself. So that one, okay, one recognizes, okay, that uh, I lost it there. And, and then, uh, so you take it on and then you start again. You really have to, to be able to sort of, you have to learn, you, it, it's not dismissing it. But it's acknowledging it and then starting again. And uh, um, I think I think it was Zen Master Dogen who who, uh, who who described kind of the say the Buddhist path uh, as one mistake after another. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's what it is, and and yeah, and when it's done, you know, it's bringing attention and 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 integrity. Then you keep learning. It's, it's, that's 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 what will happen. Thank you so much. <laughs>